0: May God enlighten the eyes of our hearts to know the hope to which Christ has called us. Amen. Please be seated. It's hard this time of year not to rush ahead of the story, isn't it? Even the most bar humbug, scroogiest of us have a little bit of the child's anticipation of Christmas in us. So we want to fast track the journey towards Christmas and start the celebration now. And that's exactly what we've done in the world outside the church. But in the Christian year, right before Christmas, we have this peculiar season that helps us make the journey towards December 25th, and we call it Advent. Advent has become many things. A countdown to Christmas, the promise of daily chocolate in your calendar, A time to navigate the hell that is Chinook Mall in December. But in all of that, it's become less a preparation for Christmas and more a prefix to it. Where once Christmas began on December 25th, now it begins somewhere in November. We've sort of dragged Christmas forward into Advent. And that's not what Advent was ever intended to be. I know what you're thinking, but if you didn't want to hear a priest griping about the good old days, then he shouldn't have come to church this morning. (laughs) The truth is, when we make Advent just a prefix to Christmas, we don't just lose some of what Advent uniquely has to say to us, but like the spoiler that tells you how the movie's going to end, we also rob ourselves of the surprise of a God who comes to us in a way we could never have expected. Advent bids us to stay in the waiting a little bit longer. And it does that in the most unusual way. You might have noticed that our readings in Advent season are not sugary hallmark pictures of homely stables and silent nights and Mary bouncing baby Jesus on her knee. That's all Christmas stuff. Advent is a very, very different season. Our readings in Advent, like the ones we heard this morning, are about how profoundly broken and disordered and wounded the world is, and about our aching longing for God to come and put things right. Oh, that you would tear the heavens apart and come down, Isaiah pleads. Things are falling apart here, God. Come quickly and sort it out. These aren't sentimental pictures of the world. They're pained and honest prayers that ask God why the world isn't what it should be. Advent doesn't shy away from the darkness of the world. As Fleming Rutledge said, Advent begins in the dark. In fact, it's all about that darkness and about what that darkness tells us about the kind of God that we're waiting for. Some cradle Christians in our ranks might remember when the four weeks of Advent weren't a celebration of love, hope, joy, peace, as they are today are when they were a reflection on what the church called the four last things. Death, judgment, heaven, and hell. The good old days. Someone had the good sense to sanitize the tradition a little bit, and we can't fault them on that. Nobody wants to light the candle of death and judgment before their Sunday lunch. But maybe we did lose something along the way. I think what Advent reminds us is that if our story doesn't have space for saying that there's something wrong, then we won't know what kind of God it is we're looking for when God comes to us. Advent is a waiting toward the coming of God. And in that way, it invites us to look the brokenness of the world squarely in the face and to ask, what kind of God do you want? At some point, all of us have longed for exactly the kind of God that Isaiah longs for, a God who rends the heavens, and charges in dramatically to put everything in order. If some part of us hasn't longed for that kind of God, then maybe we haven't paid attention to the brokenness of the world that we live in. Or at least maybe we haven't brought that attention into church. Maybe we've let our Sunday mornings be an island of peace and quiet in our otherwise fractured worlds. And that's okay. But we also need those moments where we carefully and candidly Bring the brokenness of the world and of our own lives into worship, where we hold it before God and we ask, What are you going to do about this? We need a place to pray our longing for change. And that's what the prayerful ache of Advent gives us. The truth is, when I open the news each morning, I can resonate with the longing in Isaiah. The ache that God would rend the heavens and come and put things back in order. And I can even resonate with the deep awareness that it's not just the world that needs to be put right, but me. That my own little patch of world is not what it should be, and it's at least in part my fault. And because of that, I often want a big intervention. Tear open the heavens, shake the mountains, rout the enemies and come on the clouds with great power and glory. It feels like the problem is so big that only a big intervention can help. Advent invites us to stay in that feeling, to take it seriously, to stay in that prayerful ache so that we can experience the true surprise when Christ does come to us. So if Advent is preparation for Christmas, then it is so only in the sense that we prepare for the worst. We prepare for the God we expect, the God we often feel like we deserve, a God who comes in earthquakes and judgment, a God who darkens the day with his coming and leaves us terrified that we weren't ready, a God of last things. We stay in that feeling a little longer, and as we watch and wait, we wonder, what kind of God are we going to get? Because the Advent journey that holds us in our aching for God to put things right ends in a cave with a teenage mother and a handful of societies less reputable and a child. That apparently is what it looks like when God comes to put the world right. A kingdom that comes to us quietly and a God that comes not to tear things apart, but to be with us. I told you it's hard not to rush ahead of the story, but we have to withstand the temptation. So I issue an Advent invitation to stay in that reflection, my friends. Linger in the waiting a little bit longer. When you find yourself shaken by crisis in the world or by the very real crises of your own life, what kind of God do you long for? Let the prayerful ache of Advent's waiting Fill you with the hope that God may yet surprise you in his coming. Because the darkness of the world and the darkness of our own lives are the place of Christ's coming when he breaks into our midst, strong and full of grace. Thanks be to God.